CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Welcome into another edition of Your Money, Your Life, the podcast with Don Cash, where we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with Don. Once again, back here on the program. Don, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Hope that you've had a good uh, week or so since the last time I talked to you. Everything going all right? Everything's good. I can't believe that the summer has come to an end. That always bums me out. I don't know why. I always get the the blues when school starts, and I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, I haven't been in school in decades, but it seems as though maybe it has to do with uh, days getting shorter. But I, you know, one thing I have come to appreciate is when the weather gets a little bit less humid and cooler in the morning or at night. Yeah. That does feel nice. It's, it's nice for walking and doing some of the outdoor activities that are more difficult to do when it's hot and humid. No, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. When it's stiflingly humid, uh, it definitely makes it a little tougher to get out there and do some things. Well, you know, you mentioned the season changes are encroaching on us. So let's talk about the fourth quarter because that's basically where we're at. And some things to think about. We've got some good topics, kind of a checklist, if you will, as the fourth quarter here is upon us and we close down the year. Give us some things to cover. Well, a few things that come to mind when we get into the fourth quarter is, one, it's a good opportunity to do some IRA and and Roth IRA planning. It's a little bit more difficult this year with the pending changes in the IRA laws. I think last time we spoke, I mentioned that I was heading down to Washington. I'm back from that trip and we were meeting with the, the nation's leading IRA planning group to discuss what is going to be happening in the remainder of 2000. 2019 and going forward with the IRA laws. So as of this recording, at least, there's been some changes that have been approved in Congress, not yet been approved in the Senate when it comes to IRAs, which I do think it's going to affect IRA and Roth IRA planning. Some of the issues that are still lingering is what's going to be the uh, required minimum distribution age and can you contribute to a, an IRA after the beginning date of your required distribution. But generally speaking, toward the end of the year is a good time for IRA and Roth IRA planning. And very simply because here we are in the first year of the tax changes and there's an opportunity to move funds from a traditional IRA mark to a Roth IRA. And that money in the Roth IRA is tax-free. So there's nothing better than tax-free. That money in the Roth IRA will continue to grow tax-free. And as of this writing, at least, once someone reaches their minimum distribution age, there's no required distribution from the Roth IRA. So you get the best of both worlds. There's no required distribution and the money grows tax-free. So generally, it's a good time of year to be looking at that. Of course, the part where people tend to be resistant is biting the bullet and paying the taxes (laughs) on the conversion from the IRA to the Roth IRA. But as I mentioned before, keep in mind with the tax changes, often that can be done at a very favorable tax rate. So that's one thing that comes to mind. The second thing for fourth quarter. And Mark, I can't believe we're talking about fourth quarter. Here we are, fourth quarter going into year 
2020. 2020. So 2020. Yeah. I know it's crazy. It isn't sounds it? like futuristic, right? If, you, if yeah. you were talking about this uh, many years ago, you would say in the year 2020 would <laughs> would be occurring. We'd be thinking we'd be you know, I, flying around and hovering. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I'm still waiting on my flying car. <laughs> you know. Instead, we're talking about IRA. Yeah, exactly. Talking about for many, many years. But one thing that's changed over the years, mm. which is very good for people who are of the age where they have to take out money from their IRAs at this required distribution age, is there's a favorable charitable donation technique. So what I always suggest to people is if they're charitably inclined, instead of writing a check from their normal checkbook to give to their favorite charity, give the money from their IRA to the charity. This way, it counts toward their required minimum distribution mark. And for many people now with a tax change, their standard deduction is over $26,000 per couple. Yeah. So the donation is really much less meaningful. So giving money from that IRA to a charity is simply a win-win. The charity wins, the taxpayer wins, and it has a cascade of other benefits when it comes to reducing potential Medicare penalty rates. So that's always a good idea at the end of the year if you're charitably inclined. Some other things that come to mind is just good prudent planning is update your retirement income estimates. That would be income from your social security, from other sources, looking at where your pension stands, the solvency of your pension, if the money's coming from IRAs and other sources. Uh, the other issues that come up, again, is simple prudent planning, is rebalancing the portfolio. And if that's something that you do manually, just make sure you take a look to see if the portfolio that you have is rebalanced to your target ratio. So very simply speaking, if you have a ratio of 50% stocks and 50% bonds, and this happens to be a, a good year for the stock market or a bad year to, for the stock market, make sure toward the end of the year that you're back at those ratios that you are targeted at. But getting back for a moment, Mark, at the 2018 tax returns, that's one thing, or the tax rates, I should say. This year, people filed their tax returns and it was their first year in 2018 of the new tax rates. And what is often overlooked is the tax rates revert back to the old tax code after the year 2025. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity over the next several years to do some good tax planning because the taxes go back to the old higher rates. Exactly. So whether it's Roth IRAs or gifting or putting life insurance in place, this is something that we have to take a close look at from this point forward for the next several years, actually. And one last thing that comes to mind is be sure your legal documents are updated. Mark, I see this all the time, people might have a will, a power of attorney, or an advanced healthcare directive. But quite often, these documents are old. They're outdated. The power of attorney is outdated. There are people they list as beneficiaries of their IRAs in their beneficiary forms. 
that are outdated. So these are things that should be looked at regularly and updated as needed. But certainly, if your documents are old, they should be updated at this point. So it gets back to a sort of a mantra of mine, Mark, organize organize, organize. I'm big into organizational binders and processes and review processes, making sure that everything is lined up. And if there's ever a crisis, there's no confusion. People aren't scrambling around trying to figure out what to do if there's an accident or an emergency or a need of some sort. So gets back to the old adage, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Absolutely. A really good list here of fourth quarter items to think about as the year is winding down. It's never fun to think about the year winding down, but it is a good idea to start addressing some of these things. So again, a great part about a podcast is you can go back and listen to this and jot some of these notes down. If you didn't do that the first time, that's okay. We won't fault you too bad, but back it up and listen to it and think about a few places here where Don gives you some really good places to start uh, checking off some items for the end of the year, uh, especially the tax point, right? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with taxes. We're going to assume, uh, and we know what happens when we assume, but there's a pretty good chance that taxes will go up in the future. So uh, some of those uh, tax concerns, some of those things, great place to look at. The IRAs, a lot of things Don suggested here, uh, but a key takeaway is definitely the organize, organize, organize. I definitely agree with that. Uh, if you do have some questions on how to get better organized, as always, go to the website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Check him out there online. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. And of course, you can always call 800 664 1183. All right, time for the cash connection, my friend. We got our email question this week from Tom. Tom's in Wall Township. And Tom's question this week is Don, what kind of annual return should I be seeking on investments in my retirement? Well, Tom, this is a question that comes up often, and I always just go back to this point. I think we mentioned this in the past couple of shows that one thing people should be thinking about besides the rate of return, which I'll get to in a moment, is the range of returns. So we have to look at this, the range of returns versus the rate of return. So I'll give you an example, Mark. Okay. Let's say we have a 7% average rate of return. However, in some years, it's positive 25%. And in other years, it's minus 25%. That's actually much worse than a flat, let's say, 5 or 6% when you're taking money out of accounts to live on, uh, where you really risk running out of money if you have that wild swing. Now, the reality is nowadays, you're not going to get a flat 5 or 6% rate of return, but I'm just using that as an example. We used to have the old days where we would get 10% rates of return with CDs <laughs> for long-term CDs. I remember those dates with my dad and grandfather, but those those days are long gone by. Now, getting back to the, the rate of return, this is where pension funds have a problem. So they estimate that their returns are going to be 8% or 8.5%, which I think is far too high. The returns in someone's portfolio are going to be based largely on how their assets are allocated. And the allocation should be based upon your risk tolerance, your time horizon, and your goals. So that being said, you know, for many people, I think a four to six percent return expectation is one that I would find to be reasonable without excess risk. And one of the things that we should take a very close look at is making sure that we 
speed inflation. It's not something people give a lot of thought to nowadays because inflation's been subdued and it's actually been quite low for a period of time. But when I hear people say commonly, I'll just put my money in the bank and get 2% and it's really not well thought out because even with relatively low inflation, if you're placing your money in the bank and keeping it there for a year at 2% or so, you're really not beating inflation, right? So inflation is going to be around that number. And after taxes, you're actually losing money. So if someone is getting a rate of return on their money market or CD of 2%, depending on what tax bracket they're in, they might be only getting one or one and a half percent after taxes. So um, the other point is interest rates look to be heading down, not up. So if someone thinks they're doing well by locking in at 2%, they really have to think about that very, very carefully. So that's one point that I would say to take a close look at is making sure that you're not overlooking inflation, Mark. Well, great question this week, Tom. Thank you so much for submitting that into the program. And again, if you'd like to submit your own questions or learn more about the podcast and Don, go to donaldcash.com. That is donaldcash.com. Subscribe to us on Apple or Google or iHeart or Stitcher or various different platforms that are out there and uh, get your dose of Don Cash. You can also just call him at 800-664-1183. That's 800 800- 664-1183. He is a CPA and a CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Let's finish this podcast off on a fun note, Don. I got a little getting to know you uh, this week, just to you know, just to have some fun and get away from the financial chat for a minute. Uh, hobbies. Let's talk about a hobby. If you could do whatever you want with a hobby and time and money weren't really a factor or an issue, what would you do more of? Ah, time and money, not a factor. That's a nice dream. (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite uh, hobbies or sports, and it's been something I've neglected over the past few years, has been golf. You know, I enjoy the game thoroughly. I don't play nearly as much as uh, I used to because of so many of the kids' activities and and work has gotten a lot more busy. The business has grown a lot faster over the years. But that's one I would like to get back into. I enjoy the outdoors, the walking meeting really cool people. So uh, probably a golf would be the top of the list. And, you know, I've had the privilege to see some really cool golf events. I've been to the Masters and several U.S. Opens and PGA outings and That's love awesome. to watch these guys at a high level play golf. And, you know, I've been fortunate to play some really cool courses over the years. I've been to Pine Valley and that's, you know, often ranked like the number one course in the world and it's gorgeous. So I like to get back to playing golf. And, you know, even if it's one of my local courses that we have some good local courses here that are municipal courses, it's just a lot of fun to be out there with people and meeting new people. So that that's probably on top of my list. And, you know, other wish list maybe would be, I like to teach. I enjoy going to my kid's school and teaching once in a while. I like to maybe get into archaeology or wow. theology. I love astrophysics, that sort of thing. But golf is probably top of the list. That's impressive. That's a good list. It's an interesting list, a diverse list. All right, well, let me give you one more and then we'll wrap it up this week. Who's somebody that never fails to get a laugh out of you? They can they can make you chuckle. Oh, Mark, man, you ask good questions. <laughs> this might sound like an unusual answer for a lot of people, but my wife makes me laugh. And well, that's a good she's thing. She's probably number one on the list. It, it's not even that she's, you know, she's not a joke teller or a storyteller, but you know what it is? I think, Mark, 
her laugh makes me laugh. Okay. You ever yeah. get around someone like that? Absolutely. It, she's got an infectious laugh and she laughs at my jokes, which makes me laugh. So we laugh at each other often, but she's definitely number one on my list. And, you know, maybe some other people come to mind as a childhood friend of mine, Chris, that I grew up with. I've known him for 50 years and he's just uh, someone that everyone has this person in their life. He just makes you laugh. He's a funny guy and he's not in a, a profession that you need to be funny he's in the insurance field so maybe that doesn't <laughs> help being <laughs> an insurance person but a celebrity jerry seinfeld always makes me laugh i think okay. he's just brilliant i i love his comedy so those are the three that just pop into my mind it's just you know a question that you ask out of the blue but my wife is number one okay well that, you know what that's very cool and kind of sweet as well and i think on that note we are going to say goodbye for this week here on the podcast your money and your life with don cash again don't forget subscribe to us uh, and check us out at donald cash Com. That's DonaldCash.com. And Don, my friend, you have yourself a great couple of weeks. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. You too. We'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.